Real good. Drill good. Drill good. Real 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 good. Ladies and gentlemen, hello and welcome to another edition of America's Best Worst Canadian Sports Podcast. That's right, Real Good Show is back at it again for another week. It is episode 126, number 126, and I got nothing clever or funny to say at all about that number, so we'll just move it right along. My name is Justin Morissette, and with me, once again, as always, is... Stefan Heck, uh, John Cullen, and uh, episode one two six is how a uh, child with developmental delays says one two three. Uh, well, I feel like you said that about one twenty four too. Did I? Okay, but I, well, I feel like yeah. episode one two six is like when we had media coverage, and then not anymore since then. <laughs> right, I see. I don't know. I don't think I get it. It's been it's been 120 eps. Remember when we were like featured in uh, Split Cider? A yeah, that was times? literally episode six. Yeah, <laughs> that was when it's we got 120 episodes. That was when we got written up, and yeah. then we were in there like other podcasts were listening to section like For a, number up, ten, and a few other times up until about episode thirty. I'd oh, really? Say. Yeah. Oh, I didn't we were know in that. that section like maybe three times, huh. and then they were just like, "No, nah, I think we get it." <laughs> <laughs> But uh, if anyone uh, if anyone writes uh, like a weekly podcast roundup, yeah, you know, uh, uh, throw us a podcast. Uh, throw us in there. Could go on one of those lists. Just uh, just saying. Just uh, which spitballing. which podcast is it, Stefan? Uh, YKS is so funny. <laughs> so that would be my vote. Yeah. Your kid good, sucks. Good pick. Good pick, I think. I, uh, uh, we, yeah. did, we did get some shout-outs, though, for uh, like the, the top 10 best podcasts of the year. Not from like the Atlantic or anything, yeah, not because, from, because, not because from, we're not like an NPR podcast. No, not, not in any articles that people read. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But, but I mean, every single podcast on that list was like... Some corporate backing, like ESPN, or- right, right, or it was like there was a lot of different ones about about uh, how you do stuff. Yeah, that was like ten of the twenty. It's like well, oh no, so fifty percent of them were things called like the Daily Mug, and uh, it's like, right, yeah. uh, sip on this while you also sip on your cup of Joe. <laughs> Don't yes. talk to yep. me before I've listened to the Daily Mug. Yeah, yeah exactly. and, and then and then the other fifty percent were uh, uh, here's a small town. Everyone here is a murderer. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. That's I like that genre. I do. I do also like the how did we how do we do stuff? But it's like how how do we make these shirts? Well, you I bet you want to know, and this podcast is going to tell you. Oh, so it's like it's like how it's made uh, minus. Uh, the visuals. Yes, yeah, exactly. You don't yeah. get to see any of the machines. No, they just talk oh, cool. about it. Okay. Some of them, you just, you just hear the machines. Exactly. Like, if they're well yeah. edited, they just uh, pipe in machine noise. Uh, and then they send the shirts to the <laughs> seeming machine. And then it, it's like, it really feels like you're looking at a conveyor belt. Yeah. And then it's like, 
Hey, I can make that noise too if you guys want. I can make a similar noise on this podcast. No, that's a different. I think we're okay. Okay. Well, if you if you want me to, just what it's what like similar nine forty five. So it's getting close to that time. <laughs> Where what? Where you make uh, impressions? He's, he's sundowning of... right now. Oh, <laughs> oh I got gotcha. you. I got gotcha. you. Yeah. Gotcha. yeah, I think that those are good. What other podcast genres do you guys like? Uh, I don't. I'm not sure. I just I love when I'm reading like a list. Uh, about like check out these podcasts. I always love it when they're all like ESPN presents the radio as a podcast. Right. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Not enough people know about ESPN radio. Yeah, yeah. No one knows what's the radio. <laughs> I thought it was pronounced radio. Yeah, right. But also uh, the Sportsnet 650 podcast with with you on it is great. Oh, thank you, Stefan. So yeah, well, that was like. Yeah, but I don't think it's like this. But it's the same as the radio, though. Right? I don't think yeah. that got uh, listed on any best no. ofs. But well, I, I did. Okay. It was on Sportsnet's best of podcast. I, I always, I always uh, appreciate, and I think it's entirely because when I post the links and stuff in the Facebook group, if you go on like any of the shows on 650 that I produce and like chime in on. Um, when you open like any podcast now in the podcast app, it'll give you like best of the show. And it's like the two most downloaded episodes and it's always my episodes. Oh, so you I feel you're, like, getting, you're getting the plugs. Yeah, I feel like my online following from RGS is really making it happen for me. Absolutely. Over 650 as well. I yeah. appreciate that. So 107 thank you, listens. Yeah. That's Hey, it's uh, something. It's you're right. It is. <laughs> uh, I, my, speaking of uh, speaking of the best know, up, sorry, John, I kind of interrupted. No, that's you there. okay. I was just going to keep this podcast genre bit rolling. No, I like okay. it. Yeah, let's keep it going. All right, my okay, my other right. favorite podcast genre is uh, quiet talking story. That's my other favorite one. They were in the woods and they heard a sound, and then it cuts to like, oh my god. I'm so scared. Oh, is this like is this like a fictitious? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah it's yeah, like yeah. written. Yeah, That's quiet scary talking story. stories. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. like when you used to listen to the Vinyl Cafe and like one of your earbuds is broken. Yeah, exactly. It, except yeah. like Dave and Morley except, like did a murder or something. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. 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 It was like yeah. listening to the Vinyl Cafe, but if everything was like <laughs> fake, scary. Yeah, there was a ghost yeah. in the Thanksgiving yeah. turkey a- or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. I was uh, watching the Toronto Maple Leafs Dave play the had Montreal Canadiens on TV. Dave had to throw the turkey in the garbage that year because there was a ghost in it. Ooh. <laughs> um, <laughs> what are we talking about? We're talking about our favorite podcast genres. Yeah, and you know what? Stefan tried to segue a little bit yeah, earlier sorry. here. Sorry. Speaking but, uh, of best. Oh, did I? Yeah. I was trying to do, I was gonna, I was trying to do like a Stuart McLean impression, but I realized I kind of forgot what he sounds like. Yeah, I don't he's know. Got, he's got kind of like a... Not higher voice, mm-hmm. but like, okay, get back to me. This I might have something. It's kind of that like Ira Glass, like this American yeah. Life. Yeah, and I don't have that voice. I have a really uh, yeah. but what, a shrill, obnoxious. Whatever voice. impression you were going to do of him, though, you just need to add like some rattling chains and stuff now. Just, yeah, exactly. Because yeah. it's yeah, and like some va- like some very vague like string music yeah. in the background. Okay. And you can hear like the sound of like smoke filling the yeah, room. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, by vague <laughs> okay. I meant faint. That's the word I was looking for. Faint violin music. Do you have an impression for us, Stefan? Uh, 
Whew. I think, you know what? Get, get back to me on I this. I think you can do it. I think your voice is like right in the right range. I think you're, okay, you're underselling yourself here. I, uh, yeah, I'm sorry. I, I, you know, I know it's been 126 mm. episodes and you guys have always bugged me to do my impressions. Oh, of Stuart McLean? No, no, of the sewing machine. <laughs> and uh, so I finally did it. You're welcome. Oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. No, I appreciate that. Yeah. <laughs> Of the T-shirt printing machine, yeah, yeah absolutely, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, the T-shirt printing machine is. <laughs> you should, you should do foley work, buddy. I've, I've wanted to. That's I keep calling my friend Sean Foley. <laughs> you just get your agent on the line. Yeah, and be exactly. Like, hey, hey, get me in touch with Foley. Is there a, a market for stand-up comedians who do special who effects? Who do mouth Foley? Yeah. yeah. Yes, like, the, the, like the guy from uh, Police Academy. Yeah, exactly. What's yeah, his name? Michael Winslow. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Michael yeah. Winslow. Yeah, I'm like the white Michael Winslow. <laughs> and you can only do industrial <laughs> machine noises. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> So what was my impression going to be? It was, it's going to be the Vinyl Cafe if, if it was about like a murder? Yes. Yeah. And or, that, or if Dave and Morley were murderers. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, fuck. Okay. Because I listened to a lot of Vinyl Cafe when I was younger. Yeah, I'm like, not sure that CBC our... was on all the time. and Our American listeners like, might have no idea what we're talking about here. It's it's Canada's equivalent of... Uh, uh, who's the, the uh, NPR uh, sex pest? Um, <laughs> Garrison Geeler. Yeah, yeah. Except this guy, Stuart, Stuart McLean, is like a good. That's guy. how we all know him now. <laughs> the sex pest. Yeah, Stuart yeah. McLean was a good guy. Vinyl Cafe was like a weekly yeah. touring uh, show on uh, on CBC Radio. Yeah, yeah. It's like you just tell stories of these. Yeah, these, exactly. And his husband and wife was so it was Dave and Morley. Yes, actually, I love that movie too. A Prairie Home Sex Pest. Yeah, <laughs> classic. Uh. Absolutely. That was fuck who. Right. Who that is the movie about Garrison Keillor. Right? It, it is. Yeah. It's, it's an adaptation. Yeah. Because that was the name show. of the show. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And I, and That's yeah. what I thought, but I couldn't. I was like, I'm. I. You guys know me with movies. I was only like sixty percent sure that that was actually the name of the show. Like I thought. I thought there was like there was a good chance that I was just going to say the name of a Christopher Guest mockumentary and just like. It was directed by Robert Altman. Sure, yeah. yeah. See, like, I don't even know who that is. Oh, he's... Like, uh, I know that name, but, like, if you're like, hey, name another Robert Altman movie, I'd be like, I don't know, jacking off. He made MASH. Oh, well, the, the movie of MASH, oh, not okay. the TV show. Oh, well, that, who uh, cares? Nashville. Nashville okay, also. I think Nashville I think combination I've, of his two yeah, big yeah. hits. I love... I've got, I've got the impression, I think. I've got the impression. Okay, okay, it. go for it. Yeah. Okay, if it's... Okay, if it's bad, just, just cut it out altogether. No, um, we're leaving it in no matter what. I think you know God that. damn it. Okay, uh, all right, okay. Uh, but Dave had hardly pulled in to the driveway when he realized the worst had happened. Uh, is this pretty good? This is good, I think. Uh, <laughs> this is good, I think. Uh, he'd left his jacket made of human skin at the hardware store. And then there's, like, polite applause. And... <laughs> no, that was good, man. Oh, okay, I'm going to see did if I Did you, like, can... listen to a clip... Yeah, the, I did. Oh, I, okay. I, had to, I, I looked up a clip to kind of get the. Okay. Uh, I'll play the, one. I'll play a little down. bit for uh, for our listeners here. So the Nova Scotia Vacuum Cleaner Company. <laughs> yeah, you did pretty good. You need a little bit more gravitas. Yeah, I think that's what it is because he, he he there's a lot of pauses. Yeah, the Nova Scotia Vacuum Cleaner Company. He slows down the sentence as it goes on, but I think like 
for a first time. That's you know that's the impression I'm gonna I'm gonna work on is the vinyl cafe. Impression. I think you can do it. It's like right in your range. It you is. Did, it's sort of. I've got the voice for it. You did great, honestly. I think Thank we're you. all proud of you, listeners Thank at you home. Please. Uh, write in to Stefan and say, uh, great Stuart McLean. Even, even if you have no idea who that is, just in, keep encouraging our boy to do these uh, uh, uncommon Canadian impersonations. Maybe maybe it'll become a thing. Maybe it'll be uh, uh, kind of a weekly or, or, or like bi-monthly yeah. uh, Stuart McLean impression. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I like I it. Mean, we've had so many bits that we've just like forgotten about. That's true. This is true. This Here's is true. my uh, Rita McNeil impression. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, <laughs> turns out know, that uh, a prairie home companion was actually robert altman's last film before oh. he died oh he died so he oh. didn't live long enough to find out that uh, garrison keeler <laughs> was is a, a, sex a sex pest unfortunately that's fine yeah. no problem uh but or maybe he did find out <laughs> <laughs> anyway. he, knew, he knew too much he, he knew brought- too much garrison keeler <laughs> had, had him taken care of I, I'll, um, be, I'll be honest, boys. I drowned think, him in Lake Wobegon or wherever the fuck yeah, all yeah. of the stories take yeah, place. Yeah, yeah, Winnetonka or Minnetonka, <laughs> Lake Minnetonka. I'm uh, I'm going to be honest with you guys. I think we should quit Real Good Show. This yeah. is a losing this proposition. This is the last episode. This is the last episode. Okay. I say tomorrow we fly to New York. We pitch Ira Glass on... Uh, a Prairie Home Sex Pest, I the think, story of how Robert Altman was murdered by Garrison Keillor. Ira is in Chicago, but other than I don't that, care your where pitch he lives. is flawless. Okay, fantastic. We'll go, <laughs> Let's become we're going uh, to do- you know how You know how like Kiss has like tribute bands? Yeah. Let's do that, but for Vinyl Cafe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. It'll be a, a tribute uh, uh, radio show. It'll be the Vinyl Cafe. <laughs> It'll be the VinylCafe.com. It's, uh... <laughs> Yeah, there we go. Oh. There we go. Oh, just a, uh, a real company shill over there, eh, Stefan? Oh, I, I love uh, work. <laughs> uh, well, before we get into this episode, which we we do have some things to talk about. We do. We have a lot we, to talk about. We've got a lot of donors to thank. So let's, because uh, we still don't have any ads. If you're a company and you want to sponsor the show, uh, we'll, 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 t- we'll accept Mm-hmm. So send the thing, uh, but let's thank you. You've got, you've got yourself a deal. Yes, done. Okay, we promise not to talk about uh, sexual touching and uh, referring to your company as a uh, some sort of masturbatory pun as well. We promise not to do those. I'm going to be honest with you. We are <laughs> that podcast we just talked about about Garrison Keillor being the sex pest. We're going to work your ads into that. Yes. Yeah. Robert Altman was taking a sip of his cherry Dr. Pepper. Stefan's going to do the whole thing in his uh, Stuart McLean impersonation, yes. too. Yeah. No, it's going to be great. I'm all about it. It's uh, a winning proposition, boys. Yes, it is. So if you'd like to sponsor that show, by all means. Send us in your money. Yes. Brought to you by Cherry Dr. Pepper. Yes. I don't know why. We were talking about that before the show. So for some reason, yeah. that was the first brand that well, came to my mind. It's, it's popping up in Canada lately. I just think that... Dr. Pepper is cherry enough. I don't need more. That's probably some cherry in there. It's part yeah. of the... 21 flavors yeah, or whatever exactly. it is. Is it 21? 13 maybe? Uh, no, that's KFC spices. Yes. I think it's 21. Is that the number on the can? Oh, let me see. Yeah. I'm not sure. <clears throat> it might be like 23 or some weird yeah, shit. There's like definitely that. a three in there. I'm pretty sure. 23. 23. It is 23. Yeah. yeah. So it's it. just all... They put all their syrups. There was like an accident at yeah. the factory. 
and all 23 ended up in there. Now, can you do some Foley work on what the soda, <laughs> all of the syrups spilling into one thing sounded like? Well, you know that syrups don't make a noise, exactly. Justin. They're the most silent of all the liquids. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Here's my impression of uh, all the syrups combining at once. No, that's Justin made that noise. I was doing the accurate impression, which is silence. Yes. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, that's actually that is the other podcast we're doing. Uh, how it was made, Doctor Pepper, mm. but it's 126 episodes mm. long, mm. and we just get, we just guess. Every we week. just guess yeah, what the 23 us. flavors are. By God, Robert, there's been an accident. <laughs> 23 of the syrups. All got into the machine. What but, are we going to do? But I've also heard that if you just like combine cola and root beer, that that's the same as Dr. Pepper. As no, far there's as no way goes. that's right. No, because there's definitely like a fruity flavor to Dr. Pepper. I don't Pepper. know about that. That doesn't ex- Oh, I do. But okay, well, maybe someone can write in and tell us. But in the meantime... I'm going to look up on the Dr. Pepper Wikipedia page, but we're also are going to thank our donors. donors. And so let's hear that sweet, sweet donor theme. Thank you for donating to the show. To the show. You work hard for your money, that we know. That That we know. This segment's where we read out all your names. All your names. If we say it wrong, your parents are to blame. Fuck Fuck your your parents. (laughs) There it is. Okay. Patrick Reinders. Uh, Patrick Reindeers? Yeah, he took a uh, he had a real good Christmas. He got tipped uh and he pledged 5 of those dollars to us. So thank you, Patrick. Oh, thank you so much, thank Patrick. You, Patrick. Uh Max Kingsbury also pledged $5 and Max, a true king. Mm-hmm. If I will say so myself and unlike Robert Altman, we will not bury yeah. you for what you know. I've come here not to bury you, but to praise but you, to Max. Praise you as a king. Thank you, king. Thank you, Max. Go off, king. And Max had a nice uh, message for us as well. He said, uh, I've been listening to the regular show for free like a scumbag. And I'm going to just interrupt his thing right here. This is an editorial aside. Yes. This is from him. Yes. Saying, if you don't donate to the show, you are a scumbag. I'm not saying it. But I'm not disagreeing with it. Okay. I've been listening so to the regular show. our new show. favorite listener is saying this. <laughs> yes. Uh, I've been listening to the regular show for free like a scumbag for a few months. But after that Jesse Farrar L segment, I had to pay up. Keep up the great work. You know, a lot of people wrote in with very kind words about that. Yes. So thank you. Thank you to everyone who has. Uh, Marco Gonzalez uh, pledges $5.69. Speedy. Yes. Thank you, Marco. <laughs> He's probably never heard that. Never. Oh, God. Uh, we've got a... Uh... <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> yes, exactly. And, we can do uh... his name again if you want. Yeah, yeah let's yeah. retake that one. Uh, okay. Don't yeah. delete this, though. <laughs> we received a $5.69 pledge from uh, Marco Gonzalez. Andale, andale, arriba! <laughs> okay, well... The well, first time probably, it was only. You should probably you should, delete that. Yeah, you should. I would say definitely delete that. Yeah. I was going to say Polo. Yeah, that's what I. That's where I was oh, going right, with it right. too, Marco. Yeah, so Polo. why don't we do the third time? Yeah. Okay. So you just received a new five dollar and sixty nine cent for, uh, pledge from Marco Gonzalez. Thank- Polo. Yeah, Marco Polo. Yeah, like we're put Marco Polo. Yeah, there we exactly. 
Uh, I mean, you can't, the, the chemistry on the show is just undeniable. Yeah, you can't. It's everyone feels it. Uh, we've received a $5 pledge, and uh, surprisingly, it didn't come from Venmo. It came from Eric Vento. So ah, thank you, Eric ah. Vento, for the $5 pledge. Yeah, thank you very much, Eric. Uh, ben Lee uh, also pledged $5 to the show. Isn't thank that you, like an Australian ben. musician, I'm pretty sure? Uh Sure. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Uh, whatever. Sounds like it. Ben Lee. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just gonna Google Ben Lee. Yeah, yeah Australian musician. Sure. Sounds good. Thank you to Ben Lee. Uh, we also have a big pledge to announce. We're gonna get to that in a minute. Uh, we've also received a five dollar pledge from Patrick Walseth. Uh, so thank you, Patrick. This is a lot of new donors. I know in the we new did year. get a lot of new donors. Thank you for spending your Christmas money on us. Uh, he l- looks like he was a baseball player as well. There's a there's a picture of him. His Patreon picture is of him as a bat catcher. So I just did a little quick Google search of Patrick Walseth, and he uh, looks like he played. Uh, he looks like he played some baseball for uh, Benedictine College. Ah, so, college ball. Just a college ball boy. So, my uh, my alma mater. Yes, absolutely. So congratulations on your career as a Raven. And uh, thank you for donating to the show. I'm raving about your performances in mm. college ball. Yes. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I mean, that was that, that's Probably the one we should edit out, actually. Leave in, the, leave in the racially insensitive one and keep that one out. Uh, we also received a $5 pledge from R. R. Just the letter R. Yeah. Oh, thank you, R. So thank you, R. This I week's say- episode is brought to you by... The letter R. Nice. Good. That's a good Sesame Street reference. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like that. We also received a uh, $5 pledge from Likely. Ah, and she wrote in as well, which yes. said, and said, just subscribe to your Patreon because I love and support you all. You guys really got me through some horrible data entry jobs over the last year and a half. Happy New Year. And I want to say. Thank you, Likely. Yeah. Thank you. Thank yes. you very much. Yes. Thank you, Likely. Dan, anything to add? Okay, and the uh, the top pledge, uh, or not top pledge, but the last pledge, this is a little bit perplexing. Seems like someone who donated must follow me on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Uh, or because, I think you talked about it on the show last week. Yes. Uh, your, your new projector set up with the Switch. Oh, did I? Okay, yeah. yeah. So I received a $5, uh, we received a $5 pledge from John's Body Pillow. Uh, so yes, I do have a phenomenal uh, body pillow in my bed mm-hmm. and it is the most comfortable thing that I've ever, it just, I never want to leave my bedroom. And it's weird though, that you, uh, dressed it up in women's clothes though. I found that a bit perplexing. <laughs> well, that's, that's for me and my sundown time. <laughs> I don't, uh, I wouldn't, I don't, yeah, it doesn't, I'm not saying my body pillow has a name, but I'm not not saying it has okay. a name. You know, okay. if I had to name it anything, it would probably be Rebecca. But I'm not gonna go. Okay. I'm not gonna okay. go. I'm not gonna. Say, I'm not gonna say that that's officially its name, but it might be. Uh, on that topic, also, we did get uh, a letter. Someone wrote in. In fact, a friend of the show, Josh Custodio, wrote oh, in yes. after he listened to the last week's episode. Yes. to say that there was no jerking each other off on New Year's Eve. So yeah. your story checked out. With at least one participant. Still yeah, yeah. waiting to hear from Maddie, though. I'm not sure. Well, I mean... He's been silenced. He knew too much. <laughs> I'm not saying he's sleeping with Robert Altman right now, but, I, <laughs> but I'm not not saying that, if you know what I mean. Yeah. And finally, uh, we received a $100 pledge uh, from longtime listener, I think day one listener of the show, Dylan Sears. Uh, yes. Uh, John yeah. Scott on Twitter 
And uh, he writes in and says, hey, fellows, I just raised my pledge to the hundo mark. I know I said it before, but I want to request a bonus episode about your very real undying admiration of the Cleveland Browns. You know what? I'm trying. I'm going to see. And I don't know if this is cheating. I don't know if this is what Dylan wants or not. But a friend of the show, Sadier Shah, who I work with at, at Sportsnet. Uh, Sat is actually genuinely a diehard, lifelong yeah. fan Let's of the Cleveland on. Browns. Let's bring so him we on. Are, we're going to talk about, of course, our very real undying love for the Browns. Uh, no joke. No, it's yes. not an act. It's not, it's an not act. pretend whatsoever. No, never. Uh, but just in case, I feel like Sat should also I would join us to, as yeah, well. Sat would, I think he would come on for a bonus. Yeah, I don't I know if so. he would do a public episode. Well, but, I'm not sure about that. Yeah, but he, I think he would come <laughs> on for a bonus. And uh, I'll tell you right now, this is how much I love the Cleveland Browns. As we're recording this episode, I'm holding my son, Brady Quinn Cullen. Mm-hmm. So that's how much I love the Cleveland Browns. I love uh, the Browns so much that I named my couch Tim. <laughs> Nice. Good one. Justin? I love the Browns so much that um, Johnny Manziel, uh, <laughs> my favorite movie is Draft Day starring Kevin Costner. Okay, there you go. Yes. That's not bad. See, when you start, like, uh, on last a stream last week, I, I was digging up a bunch of uh, Kevin Smith's old tweets about his wife's ass. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, of yeah, course, yeah, of course. And he, he just... Talk. He calls it her. He says like, "I love her brown." So like, it, yeah, it's, yeah, it's really gross. Well, the famous um, tweet it's yeah. referred to as brown area. Area, yeah, 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 yeah. But it gets so much worse. So you guys keep talking. I'm gonna dig a couple up, and I'm gonna I'm gonna read them to you, and I want to get your reaction. Uh, but we have other stuff to get to, obviously. <clears throat> yeah, we, we do. Uh, we we're gonna actually talk about sports a little bit this week. We a little bit of a throwback because there's some crazy shit. Some yeah, crazy shit going on in this sports. This is not just nominally a sports podcast this week. There is a lot to dive into here. And, of course, the biggest one of all was what was creating such a huge stir on all over social media on Friday night. And that was uh, the captain of the Swedish World Junior That's Team, right. Leas Andersson, yeah. uh, took his silver medal that he was presented with after Sweden lost. And shoved it up his ass. To Canada. And he, he took it right off his neck and he threw it directly into the crowd. Respect. Uh, and a lot of people are very mad about that. Yes, a lot of people who've never won anything in their lives. Yeah, a lot of stupid idiots. Stupid, very dumb idiot, yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, <coughs> I was not alone in having this take that you cannot complain about the lack of personality displayed by hockey players and then also be outraged by the fact that he would throw his silver medal into the crowd. And that drew a lot of complaints from people being like, there's no way that those two are the same thing. Like, it got compared to that drill tweet that there's no difference between good and bad things, you idiot, you fucking moron, or whatever the specifics of that tweet are. But I'm going to say that they actually are the same. It is the same culture that, like, that's, that gets outraged about that, even though, look, I will admit that him throwing the medal into the crowd is not the greatest move. It's kind of a jerk thing to do. But it's the same people who get mad, the same culture of, like, everything must conform that, on the opposite end of the spectrum, like, tells P.K. Subban that he's having too much of a good time during the Stanley Cup final. And because he's been making so many jokes in the press throughout the, the series, he's not allowed to do media anymore for the final three games of the Stanley Cup final. It is the same culture, just opposite sides of, uh, of the dual-edged sword, as it were. But you also forget, 
Leah Sanderson is white. That's true. So there is that. At least he's got that going for him. Yeah, so you'd think that people would be okay with it on that end. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but he's Swedish, uh, which is in hockey, it's it's true. That's it's bad. It means he's soft. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, ultimately, it's just a very funny thing to happen, you know? I thought it was great. I mean, it was great because he, uh, you know, his quotes after were really funny. He's like, oh, it just seemed like that guy wanted the medal more than I do. <laughs> and, he, like, and he, like, backed up his saying, like, I won a silver at the U18s two years ago. I haven't looked at it once. Who cares? Like, and it, ultimately, like, it's his. Mm-hmm. So the, the thing I didn't like about it was that there were, like, adults like like grown people who are like oh well he's uh he's going to regret that you know when he's older like me then he's going to look back and wish he had that yeah and it's like i don't i mean is he you know i liked uh i thought there was a really good tweet from Colton Tubert who i have actually talked about on the show before as, as being uh, in a feud with his brother yes exactly and uh and i still am as far as i know but uh <clears throat> he actually had a great tweet where he said, uh, so Colton Tuber played in the world juniors and he's 27. So he's, mm-hmm. you know, has, he's almost 10 years removed from that experience. And he says, uh, nobody wants a silver medal in the world juniors. Mine's tucked away in some memory box in a closet and I haven't looked at it or touched it since I couldn't stop a two on one to save my life that night in Saskatoon. It still stings and it hurts watching highlights. So, I mean, that's actually someone who's been there had that experience and is like 10 years later. Yeah. I've never looked at that silver medal. So that's the thing to me is like, you know, I get a lot of commentators played in the NHL and maybe had some of those similar experiences and maybe they feel a little bit differently about it, but it was also really funny that people who aren't athletes at all and have never come in second place were just like, Oh yeah. Like get that out of here, you know? But also to be fair, I think it's important to give some, some, uh, just like, background on Colton Tubert. The same night, this is what he also tweeted. Okay, okay. So we can't... <laughs> so you can't take it too seriously. Okay, yeah. Twitter folk, what's your take on this whole WJC medal stuff? You lose gold medal, meaning you lose win a silver medal, but the bronze medal game, you win the bronze, so it almost feels better winning bronze than losing the gold and winning a silver? Hashtag I'm tired. No, that makes sense to me, though. Like, it kind of you does, at least win bronze. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I, I mean, technically, you won to be able to play for a silver as yeah. well. So it's the same amount of winning and losing. But it, like in the moment, it feels different. I think that like silver medals and stuff, I feel like were initially created in like races where like it feels like you still did really well to come second. You know, like you do your downhill skiing race. You had the second fastest time. You're like, holy shit. Mm-hmm. I'm the second best in the world. Fuck yeah! You didn't have to. You didn't lose a game. You put it all out there, and you turned out to be the second best. And you're like, "Hey, that's pretty damn good. I got a medal. I'm happy with that." But then, like in team competitions, it really messed everything up. Where you had to start playing games where you were awarded a medal, but you lost the game. True. So I do agree that that kind of skews your perspective a little bit. I will say <laughs> I was very uh, heartened to see that uh, an, uh, one of the you know uh, an adult commentator. Uh, who had the kids back was uh, my own coworker at Sportsnet as well, uh, Corey Hirsch. Oh, yeah. Said that he played with Anderson's dad in Nashville and that uh, he's known him growing up and that he's, his dad had huge fire as a pro and that the kid was displaying the same thing right there and what team wouldn't want that. And Corey uh, also won the silver medal 
in the 1994 Lillehammer Olympics. That's right. He, yeah, got, didn't, he got Peter Forsberg, Forsberg yeah. scored the goal on. He his got Forsberg for so the winner. I think he knows a thing or two about uh, the sting of silver medals. I will defer so, to him on this one. So, boys, for every uh, every because we haven't done like kind of serious sports talk for a bit. So, for every serious uh, bit of sports talk we do, I'm going to read a Kevin Smith tweet uh, about <laughs> yes uh, his call. asshole or his wife's asshole. <laughs> Good call. Uh, so that was that was one. So here's the first Kevin Smith tweet. Uh, so someone asked him, "Does your wife ever eat your ass?" And then he replied, "This is the Fourth of July, 2010. She could never find my brown eye, sir, even when she rolled me around in flour." Um, so move on to the next. Uh, seri- we won't even talk about Jesus. it. It's, just kind of a, it's like a palate cleanser. It's like an amuse bouche. Oh you know? boy, yeah, um, sure. So, I'm trying you know, to it's figure like a, out. You have sorbet between meals, kind of thing. <laughs> but with Kevin Smith talking about uh, uh, poop and uh, buttholes. Yeah. No, I like it. I, uh, I'm i just looking at uh, the Dr. Pepper page, and it, it doesn't really seem to say what any of the flavors all are, although it does say that the recipe is kept as two halves in safety deposit boxes in two separate Dallas banks. Because that's, that's a thing that you need to do. Also, Corey Hirsch had a similar Tubert moment where he kind of discounted his whole Leah Sanderson opinion by saying <laughs> that the world junior players being on their cell phones after winning the gold medal uh, was worse than him throwing the medals into the stands. Yeah, oh, I mean, but a lot of people were super upset about them all because Sportsnet posted a yeah, tweet so dumb. that's all of the kids sitting in their stall being oh. like, this is how a millennial celebrates a gold medal when they have been shut off from the entire world for like the three weeks, two weeks of the tournament and then the week of like training leaning yeah. up to it. Uh, All around Christmas. Yeah, where they're not allowed to speak to. They get to talk to their parents <clears throat> for 10 minutes a day, like at the end of the day, but like no contact with friends or, or family or anything like that beyond that. So fucking of course they're going to be on their phones. Yeah, totally. And they had already spent close to an hour <laughs> celebrating with their teammates yeah. on the ice after they got the medal. Because that was like, the, and there were a bunch of former pros who were chiming in like, oh, boys, the playing days are gone before you know it. And you're the number one thing you're going to miss is the time spent with your teammates. It's like, no, they all they all just did that. They, and what are they? They're going to go out drinking their fucking 19. It's yeah, not, exactly. They're in the States. They're in Buffalo. They cannot drink legally, even if they want to. What are you? What? What? What are we talking about here? True. Uh, Dr. Pepper. Uh, that the, in 1913 was marketed. The flavor was marketed as liquid sunshine, uh, and this ad is amazing. This is from 1913. Uh, scientists tell us that all space is an ocean of ether in which our solar system swims, and that all life, animal and vegetable, is derived from the sun's energy transmitted to our planet by this ether. Plant life organizes this energy for us in nature's laboratory. As animals, we then partake of nature's bountiful store and the sun's energy. Certain fruits, nuts, and sugarcane represent this energy and vitality best. We have found this great natural law, and we combine these substances with distilled water. The name we give our combination is Dr. Pepper. Dr. Pepper is liquid sunlight. As the sun rules and governs the day, so should you govern your appetite. Eat and drink to build up the cells that are broken down by fatigue, mental or physical. Drink a beverage that promotes cell building, not one that simply deadens the sensory nerves. Drink Dr. Pepper, solar energy, liquid sunshine. 
Vim, Vigor, Vitality, that is what Dr. Pepper means. Try it. On sale at all fountains and in bottles. It's made in Texas. Its profits are spent in Texas to promote Texas Industries. Dr. Pepper Company, Waco, Texas. And that is a newspaper print ad from 1903. 1913. 1913 that promotes it as Dr. Pepper... King of beverages. Yeah, I would actually kill to have that on a t-shirt with that like sunshine oh, right there. that's awesome. That'd be so sick. Uh, we're going to keep the sports talk going here, though. Yeah. Because fuck, uh, fuck this comedy <sighs> podcast we, thing. No, no, trying. no. This is comedically inclined. Well, this I, is... I feel like we cannot not talk about this because this was a question that was posed to us maybe like a year ago. I feel like this came to us in the mailbag. And we all went down the the YouTube rabbit hole of watching like the Mr. Perfect videos from the WWE vault of Kurt Hennig, like throwing a touchdown pass to himself all the way down the field. It was asked to us if any of the three of us as part of the mailbag last year could uh, throw a touchdown pass to ourselves. And I believe we came to the conclusion that we could, but only if... It had an enormous arc. So basically, you're doing this from like the three yard line and throwing the ball directly straight up into the air and then catching it yourself when it comes down in the end zone. I believe that is what we settled on, that this was the only way that this could be physically possible. Yeah. And yet, somehow, this past Saturday during the NFL playoffs and the game between the Tennessee Titans and the Kansas City Chiefs, quarterback Marcus Mariota threw a touchdown pass to himself as part of the Titans' drive to win this game. And, uh, God, you got to feel bad for the Chiefs on some level. Just uh, no, you don't. never-ending <laughs> sea of pain there. Yeah, but the, t- the Titans are kind of the same way. So yeah, I guess that's true. They hadn't won a playoff game since 2003, so it probably balances out. But I believe, if I'm not mistaken, the Chiefs were up 21-3 to at the half in this game. Yeah, and the Titans are a really bad team and they, also. And they are, the Chiefs were up 21-3 to and then lost to the Titans 22-21 in the end on the back of a Marcus Mariota self-touchdown pass where he looked to the end zone and his pass deflected off of a linesman's helmet and then bounced back into his own hands and he ran it in for a score. Uh, The ball was, uh, when it left his hands, he was behind the line of scrimmage. When it came back to his hands, he was in front of it. So it counted as a completed pass to himself. And uh, I just want to take this opportunity to salute you, Marcus Mariota, for doing what the uh, real good boys all thought could not be done. Save apparently, apparently a- Brad Johnson did it once before. Oh, it's it's been done before. Apparently, so in the Deadspin post yes, about it, that's like, true. This has been one, once before by Brad Johnson in like 1997 or some shit. Yeah, because we um, lo- we looked it up. But that- it's amazing that it happened now, and you know, because uh, that was like kind of a forgotten highlight from, you know, 20 years ago. Uh, but that's another serious uh, sports uh, bit. So I, I've got a, I'm contractually obligated to read a Kevin Smith tweet uh, from like 2010. This is July 25th, 2010. Uh, his wife's name is Jen, by the way. Uh, Good this to is know. Kevin Smith. Uh, well, you'll need to know it for this. Uh, 10 a.m. and I'm ready to unload balls, but wife's still sleeping. Flashlight an option, but then I'm spent when Jen's suddenly like, let's fuck. Uh, and he, he also, he tagged Fleshlight in the tweet. So. It's probably an ad. 
They probably, I think they his, sponsor. Oh no, his podcast was sponsored by Fleshlight because I looked up from Kevin Smith Fleshlight and he's, there's hundreds of, it's like the fucking Matrix code. But yeah. just with Kevin Smith fleshlight tweets. Yeah, but God, uh, we talk about fucking SeatGeek one time. And yeah, I know. It's, it's, get it's out so of unfair. Here. We should get sponsored by Fleshlight. Actually. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and John, if you ever get a Fleshlight from uh, Just for Laughs, uh, I will take it. Noted. Yeah, because I'll, 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 I'll use it. Um, okay, so next to this is more serious uh, sports talk. Let's uh, sports it up here, boys. I don't know. Do we have anything more beyond that? I guess we do. We had a bunch of people write in and say that they wanted us to talk about Canadian soccer. Yeah, do we let's, want to do let's that? Let's save it. Yeah. Let's save it. It's kind of a weird okay, thing. Okay, that, that counts as talking about uh, uh, Canadian sports, <laughs> so I'm going to read one more uh, Kevin Smith tweet. Uh, and this is kind of, I think, this is before you could thread tweets, so it's, it's hard to tell exactly uh, what he's saying. Uh, but it's obviously between two or three other tweets. Um, this is December 22nd, 2010, uh, 8.55 in the morning. Uh, he says, no brainer. And then in brackets, and with the flashlight between mattress and box spring, it could be a no-hander as well. Uh, then semicolon, coming is instant tension relief. It's, and then I guess he went on a several tweet rant about, uh, about coming. Uh, but so Kevin, so just, uh, oh I'll leave you that, that image of uh, Kevin Smith. Uh, putting a fucking his mattress between a uh, no well not the mattress it's between well, the mattress and the box spring. I mean, did you go through uh, like a, a Kevin Smith phase, Stefan, where you like loved his movies as a teen? Oh, I thought where I fucked my mattress. yeah, where you fucked your mattress that yeah. too. Yeah, um, I liked Quirks. That was kind of about it. Yeah, never really got into his stuff. Uh, his Twitter is really fucking funny though. Yeah, no, I, I in high school I like loved his movies. Oh, it's yeah. a deep regret for me looking back. Really? Yeah. I like Dogma. Uh yeah. Dogma I, was probably the first one of his I watched, to be honest. And uh, then Chasing Amy is still pretty good. But, I think but, that holds but, up. But uh you know, just his whole what he all is all his Oh yeah all yeah, his yeah. shit now. It's like oh, I can't believe I gave this man money. You know? Oh, I'm sure he is not even close to the least regrettable person you've given money <laughs> That's to. That's probably true. <laughs> I have given a lot of money to Vincent Kennedy McMahon over the years. Exactly. Uh, and oh and I'm sure Harvey Weinstein. Yeah, and, yeah probably. Uh, yeah, I mean, we, I'm sure we've all seen a movie or Speaking two. of, in like two weeks, we might uh, have like an XFL announcement oh to, right to cover yes, here. yeah yeah oh, the, the no the no kneeling yeah alpha entertainment presents <laughs> right yeah, uh, the yeah. no kneeling league jesus so Christ. so we'll, we look forward to the uh imminent announcement on that front hopefully i don't want to cover it before we know it's officially happening but yeah yeah oh boy uh but you know what uh i feel like this has gone astray here we we, we we've this has been a throwback to the past and that we've actually talked about sports, which people I feel like have been missing maybe a little bit. Some yeah, of them anyways. sure. We'll say. We'll you know pretend. What? Uh, we're going to throw it back to the past once again, but a little bit more recently in the past. And that is last week's episode, which yeah. everybody loved. Everybody. Yeah, everyone loves everybody it. Everybody always loves the year in review show that we do. The clip show 2017, the year in clips. Yeah. And uh, I thought it would be an idea, a good idea to just do that again. You know, yeah, the 2018 year in clips. Yeah, yeah. Let's, just, let's just let's just get it out of the way, right? Like yeah. I, the way I look at it is like we waited till the very end of 2017 to decide the top clips of 2017, and that's just procrastinating. Yeah. So my one of my New Year's resolutions is just just kind of like be organized and kind of get get shit done. And yeah. so let's just get this out of the way right now. Yeah, be yeah. proactive. I think. Yeah. So these are the top seven clips of 2018. 2018. Yeah, yeah, and we know that 2018. 
And we've definitely, uh, before the show, we had a production meeting. Yeah. And we put these all into order. We had a big vote. And we had it. We, yeah, because normally we put it out to the fans, but we wanted this to be a bit of a surprise. Yeah, this is a we treat for the fans. Be, yeah, this is a treat for the fans. We wanted it to be a surprise. So we sat down with our producer, Dan, uh, our uh, the three of us, and uh, we just we hammered out the top seven clips. And so uh, coming in at number seven... Uh, this is comes to us from the world of hockey, uh, the Calgary Flames, uh, their head coach, uh, Glenn Gullitson, had a little bit of, you could say, a meltdown. Yes. And uh, yes, yeah, so we'll go to that clip now. Now you might be wondering, seven clips, that's kind of a weird number. But, you know, we're one week into 2018, we thought one clip per day. Why yeah, not? Absolutely. And here he is. Flames head coach, Glenn Gullitson. We're so fucking good. You check the fucking standings. Let's fucking go. Fucking practice. Fucking captains. I see more good games from some of you fucking veteran guys. So that sound you heard in the middle was him uh, throwing his stick uh, into the stands, and he actually cleared the entire lower bowl. That's very impressive. It is, although in the Saddle Dome, it is a shallower lower bowl than in other stadiums, but still, very impressive. I could not have uh, thrown it that far. Yeah. Yeah, and also he was standing uh, in a boat, so he didn't have as far to throw. <laughs> yes, and it's uh, famously very <laughs> rocky in boats, so he couldn't get his uh, couldn't get his bearings. Exactly. Uh, and you might think that's not the greatest way to inspire players by just yelling fuck at them over and over again. But when they saw the throw, they were like, they were oh, like, shit. This is a man who knows what's up. They're like, Stefan's dad means business. I will follow him into battle that's any right. day of the week. Now, these next two clips are, are kind of tied together because they come from the same person, Marcus Peters. Uh, you were talking about the Kansas City Chiefs. They, had a, they had a difficult loss on the weekend. And uh, so this first clip, uh, which Justin is the second one in the in the chat there, the NFL RT clip. Mm -hmm. uh, this is uh, from after the game where they are uh, they're running into the tunnel, and uh, the game is over. They've lost, and uh, a fan says uh, says Let's go, Marcus, and uh, and he has a, a great response in our number six clip of 2018. Let's go, Marcus. Shit, where we going, huh? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great. Yeah, so he said, uh, let's go, Marcus. And he said, Shit! Where are we going? Home? <laughs> I mean, technically, yes. Yes, they are. Yes. And uh, this next clip is from the uh, the same game, after the same game. This is his uh, post-game interview. Marcus, were you... Marcus, were you, were you actually shocked how, you know, how much they were trying to attack and go at you tonight? Man, hell no. They wasn't attacking me. I, I killed my damn self. 
You feel me? Uh, I should have kept backpedaling on that first touchdown. You feel me? Got a little push in the back, but shit, it's, it's the game of football. You feel me? I came out and I was hella weak today. Uh, you feel me? I gave up two tugs. Um, but shit, we came out with the victory, so I'm gonna take it as a uh, as a learning experience. You feel me? We gonna chalk it up and go in the meeting room, and then you feel me? Kick back, chill, relax. And you caused that fumble at the end of the game, of course. And Justin got that for the touchdown. How do you feel about that? That made my game go from hella weak to weak. <laughs> you feel me? So I, I ain't I ain't hella weak. I'm just weak this week. Uh, next week I'll get back on my shit though. So uh, yeah. What happened on the sideline? <laughs> oh, you know what happened? I'm finna go get loaded. <laughs> now that is actually from their Sorry, week that was seventeen from, yeah, loss. Week, my, my apologies, but um, yeah, he was back on his shit. For they the won playoffs. in week seventeen, and then oh, okay, okay, got back on his shit for the playoffs. So yeah, so that was it. That just that was a uh, uh, that clip was actually on New Year's Eve. Yes, but we didn't. You know, we had already decided on the clip count. Exactly. The cutoff so was before that. So it's still a 2018 best of clip. Number five, best clip of 2018. All right. Now, number four, uh, This uh, the next three are all uh, tangentially related because they all have to do with uh, the idiot uh, known as LeVar Ball and uh, his two sons that are uh, not uh, Lonzo are both playing in Lithuania. And uh, so this first there's, there's clip, been some sketchy. Like I heard <laughs> that the team that they've gone to play for, like hasn't paid any of its players in like four months or so. Sounds about right. So good luck to them on <laughs> getting paid, receiving. I think it's like eleven hundred dollars that they can max out on in salary this season at sure. this point, anyways. So it's gonna go great, I think. But Lithuania is very happy to have them, uh, as we discovered. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Good evening for all our spectators from abroad. We are starting live from Lithuania. This is Lithuanian Basketball League game. Vitotas Prianai Nevežis Kedaini. Mr. Laval Ball, thanks for watching. Leangelo Lamello, we're waiting for you here. A welcoming song for you also. Welcome to Lithuania. Welcome to Lithuania. Welcome to Lithuania. The land of your beautiful basketball. Vateva. <laughs> I mean, that's kind of the dream, though, right? If you're a commentator for, like, a low-level league like yeah. that, you have just been thrust into some sort of international spotlight. And I think he made the most of it. I uh, Oh, for sure. I mean, it's cool to hear the Lithuanian national anthem being sung on TV like that. <laughs> Pretty sweet. <laughs> the land of beautiful <laughs> basketball. <laughs> that was clip number four of 2018. That was my best impression so far. Yeah, I think that was, that was even better than the sewing machine. Uh, Lithuania, <laughs> Lithuania, home of the beautiful <laughs> basketball. Now, uh, sticking with the Ball brothers, yes, uh, Luke Walton. The coach of the Lakers, of course, took uh, took took quite a verbal thrashing from Lavar <laughs> this week, right? And uh, he took Lonzo out of the game. Well, didn't Lavar? Yeah, Lavar said something like, "The players all hate playing for him." They've they've quit on him, and et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. Yes. And yesterday uh, during the game, Luke Walton took Lonzo Ball out early in the first quarter and was asked about why he did that after the game. Um. Yeah, his dad was talking. So I took him out early. Um, I'm just kidding. Uh, His dad was talking shit. 
So I took him out early. <laughs> That's pretty good. That he is, said he's just kidding, but I don't know yeah, if he's I'm entirely not, kidding. Not entirely sure yeah. there. That was clip number three number of three. 2018. Number three. Now, that was not the only California head coach to weigh in on, no. the, on the Ball family this week. That's true. As, uh, you know, Steve Kerr, he's a, he means well. I don't feel like he's as, like, perfectly altruistic as, say, Greg Popovich is. But no, uh, but he's yeah. he he tries to be, and, yes. I, and I salute him for that. And he offered uh, some sympathy uh, to Luke Walton for having a deal with Lavar in our number two clip of 2018. Must care, or ESPN wouldn't be spending, you know, whatever they're spending to send reporters to Lithuania when they're laying off people who are writing really substantial, you know, people like Ethan Strauss and Mark Stein are getting laid off. So, again, this is not I'm, this is not a condemn, condemnation of ESPN. It's not. It's, uh, it's a societal issue. Um, and uh, it's been going on for many, many years, and it's really, I think, invading the sports world now. So you don't feel too bad for Luke and what this, you know, I feel horrible for Luke, you know. I mean, that's my guy. He's one of my best friends. So. You shouldn't have to deal with this. But, um, you know, to me, one of the things about the NBA, it's always been a haven from the parents, right? You know, the guys who. He probably had some more to say there, but. Uh... Yeah, that's well, that was the most of it. He was just saying that the game used to be, a, you know, a haven where you got away from your parents and you didn't have to worry about all the pressure off the court. Once you got on the court, you could just play your game and do your thing. Yeah, I think he's talking about like the infection of reality TV into society at large. Uh, well, I think it's good personally. So, <laughs> just wanted to throw that out there. I'm glad. Glad you agree, Stefan. It's good. Uh, which brings us, of course, to our number one clip of 2018. The number one clip, where uh, Carmelo Anthony was doing a post-game interview. When a teammate ran by and decided to give him a little uh, ice water shower to celebrate their victory. And uh, Carmelo, perhaps not expecting it, delivered television gold. Figure out exactly what they was doing. Was- oh, motherfucker! Shit! <laughs> Figure out exactly what they was doing. Oh, motherfucker! Can you play that one more time? <laughs> I just did. Yeah, you want to hear one more? The yeah, third time again? Yes. Figure out exactly what they was doing. Oh, motherfucker! Shit! <laughs> <laughs> oh, that is. That, that's why it's clip number one of the year, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, right there. Uh, so yeah, another clip countdown. Hope you enjoyed that. Hope I don't. I feel like it's diminishing returns to have gone back to this well. I don't feel like so that at soon. all. Listen, if you wanna, if you wanna fucking uh, come on our Facebook. <laughs> And you want to say, hey, listen, I love the lists. I love the clip of the year shit. You want to argue about it? You want to... We're just going to fucking give it to you. So, you know what? That's all I have to say about that, man. All right. Well, we will go from there into the top three questions of the week. Of the week. Hey, yo, it's the top three questions of the week on Real Good Show. You know what the fuck it is, bitch? <laughs> Murdering CFL podcasts up in this motherfucker. Russell, look out. Anything good in the mailbag this week, John? Oh, actually, yes. You know I normally do not say yes, but this week, big time yes. Uh, Here's what happened. Um, We put out a call for questions. Yes, and we got. (laughs) We do that every week, John, just so you know. Yes. 
So we put out a call for questions, and we got over 35 responses. Maybe I just put it out in the sweet spot yeah. of time, like Monday around dinner time it or something. Like, there was like an avalanche. It of was questions crazy because like week. some weeks we get like only like 10 questions, and like in like I would say not only are none of them good, some of them are <laughs> are like negative points. So it's almost like we put out a call for questions, and we get like minus three questions. If you know what I mean? Because yes. like reading it feels like I minused. Mm-hmm. Um, I understand. But, uh, but not this week. But not this week. This week, we got lots of great questions. We actually, we had a tough time narrowing it down. It took all of us to narrow it down. And uh, we had another production meeting and we <laughs> sat down and, and, and we did them all. And I, sorry, I, I, I'm going to just go right ahead and apologize to our listeners for doing that long drawn out production meeting bit. Uh, Cause it was supposed to lead into a comedy bit that Justin forgot when he was playing the clips. Oh, right. And so, uh, so it was really <laughs> like pointless in the end. Like, yeah. <laughs> Like, the whole point was that I was going to say... Yeah, yeah, right, right, right. Yeah, I, I was, was gonna, supposed to play the wrong supposed to play clips, the clips wrong out of clips, order yeah. to make True. it look like we yeah, didn't, didn't have didn't a production have a meeting. meeting. Yeah. But, it, but you know what, though? No, like, that actually we works. Have because yeah. 2018, we fucked the bit up. Yeah, because we have actually said 2018 is new year, new us. So yeah. it just looked like we were actually super yeah, organized. we were on the ball. We and look, <laughs> we will hammer this out in our production meeting after the show. Yeah, so, obviously. Right? Yeah. yeah, it's very... So, no, it's, but, but also, literally, we had a production meeting about doing that bit, and Justin didn't do it. That's yeah, yeah, yeah. That so, is, yeah, it's, yeah, it's been a lot so of it, meetings. it still worked. It's been pretty fucked since uh, Daniel's come on board. He's a real tyrant. <laughs> He's just <laughs> meeting after meeting. It's like, Jesus Christ, I have a real job, guy. Yeah. Um, but anyway, uh, let's get to the questions. <laughs> sure. Uh, I have a question. Yeah. What's question number one? Yeah, I have a well, question. number three, technically. Yeah, I have a question. Tell me what you think about me. I buy my own diamonds, and I buy my own rings. Just in case you're wondering. Yeah. The first question comes in 100 points to Andrew Donald Davis at Andrew Donald Davis, I think. I don't need to check. I don't care. A.D. Davis, Something, I think? I don't Who gives a, a shit? A. Donald no, D? No one, like, no one is following <laughs> anyone off of this. Like, I say their, I say their Twitter address like they're going to be like, oh, what a question. I better go follow this person yeah. immediately. I don't know, though. I feel like a lot of our listeners follow each other on Twitter now. I think that's true, but I think once you hear the question, you're going to be like, no, nah, I don't need to follow this guy. <laughs> He's actually going to lose followers after this question. No, I'm just kidding. He's a great guy. He's a donor to the show i think i don't it's a long time listener long time listener. i think he's one of our buffalo boys he is that oh no toronto mm, maybe i don't think he's a buffalo boy because i think the buffalo boy is andrew meyer i might be uh, who gives a shit again no one cares at all anyway <laughs> andrew donald davis 100 <laughs> points sorry that i shit all over you this is a fine question uh which would you rather watch for three straight hours young sheldon or lena dunham doing stand-up Ooh. I'm going to go right on the record and say uh, young Sheldon, because as a stand-up comedian, uh, I, there's absolutely no chance I could stomach watching Lena Dunham do stand-up for 10 minutes, never mind uh, 18 seconds. I couldn't watch anyone do stand-up for three hours. That's true. You're right. Like, even the best in the world, I would be... Like, if Nate Bargatze uh, did stand-up for three hours, by hour two, I would be tired and not laughing anymore. So. Young Sheldon, at least there's, like, a storyline, and you could kind of get, like, ironically attached to the character like there's multiple people you know you could turn it into like a fun game of some kind like who's gonna show up in this episode you know like right uh well let's I mean, just, obviously it would still be horrible but i'm gonna see uh i'm gonna see what you're saying uh I, I, so let's just take a look at the first few episodes of, of sheldon just to see if there is a storyline you could follow 
Uh, although the first episode of the show was directed by John Favreau. So, what? Uh, so go from there. Uh, yes, John Favreau. He the took, he John took a Favreau. break from uh, making all those live action adaptations of Disney movies. Yeah. He did The Jungle Book, and I think he's doing The Lion King now, too. Yeah, yeah. So the Jungle Book was actually pretty good. I didn't watch it, but. That's a Disney animated thing. I mean, it's live action, yeah, but, live but action. all the animals were still computer right. animated. Yeah, 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 It was just a live action boy yeah. in it. Yeah, right. Very yeah. dumb. Uh, so, okay. First episode, Sheldon Cooper, a nine-year-old genius, begins his first day of high school in the ninth grade with his older brother, George Georgie Cooper Jr. Having shown more skills than a typical child his age, he skipped several grades. On his first day, he questions his teachers and informs students of their rule-breaking. He tries to find his place in the new school, and Georgie must deal with having a much younger sibling in his class. All right. Episode two, Sheldon learns that his mother is worried about his not having any friends. He therefore gets a copy of How to Win Friends and Influence People from the school library and tries its methods on various students and teachers without success. He eventually meets a Vietnamese-American boy named Tam who shares many of his interests. His mother is so happy she insists Sheldon invite the boy home for dinner and lifts the ban on Sheldon's model rocketry hobby. The dinner turns out to be awkward and the boy's launch attempt goes out of control just as FBI agents arrive to ask Sheldon why he was trying to buy uranium. All right. Well, I don't want you to read the third episode because we need to maintain some mysteries here when we eventually do the real good show. McNugget challenge. Oh, yeah. God damn it. I'm not doing that. Right now, the first yeah. episode of the show had 17.2 million viewers. Jesus Christ. Well, maybe we can snag a couple of those uh, fucking slack-jawed morons to come listen to our show. I mean, it's super possible. This episode is a great place to start. I feel yeah. like it's been just as bad as young Sheldon. Yeah, Sheldon. and I want to say that Andrew Donald Davis lives in Baton Rouge, Louisiana, so I don't know why I thought he was one of our yeah, good, go. sweet Buffalo boys. He's not. My he's... apologies to everyone who lives in Buffalo, as yeah. well as Andrew Donald Davis. Yes. What? Uh, so what are you... I said young Sheldon. Stefan, you agree, Justin? Uh, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with young Sheldon as well, just because I don't think Lena Dunham has ever done stand up before. Oh even. no, no, no! And so it'd be just like three hours of her like expressing contemptible worldviews. Yeah, definitely. And That's what she would be one of those about like sexually assaulting her sister and yeah, that yeah. sort of thing. She would go but in a fun way. Sure, yeah, yeah. <laughs> she would be like one of those open mic comedians that thinks that complaining about stuff is jokes. Yeah. Uh, yeah, for sure, for sure. Uh, now, this reminded me of a oh, of a yes. podcast that I, I screen grabbed oh, and sent is, to the group earlier this, makes this me week. Ill. Uh, because uh, this know, is John listens I've, to a thing. I've 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 attacked the Candleland podcast have. on this show before. Yeah. It's been I a thought, while. It's been probably about a year. <laughs> to be honest, I thought we Canada banned them from this show. <laughs> am I right, guys? Uh, but over the Christmas break, they were not putting out new episodes. Unlike us, we never stopped pumping out fresh oh, content they, they throughout took the a, holiday. They took a Christmas. Yeah, they break? took a Christmas oh. break <laughs> and started publishing, as they oh, called yeah. it. Uh, the very best stuff from across our network. Oh, my God. Including Jesus this episode Christ. of their arts and culture podcast, The Imposter, titled Aaliyah Tries Camp oh. Comedy. Oh, God. Now, here's the, the episode description. I'm All right. already getting douche chills. Right. At the end of this season of The Imposter, Aaliyah will do a live comedy set on stage at Second City. Fuck. But first... She needs to learn how to tell a joke. Oh, no. On the first episode of this harrowing journey, Aaliyah recalls the 1968 comedy that ruined laughter for her, phones her dad up to talk about brownface, and goes to stand-up school. 
Um, I'm going to put out another, uh, you know, would you rather to the group now. It's three hours of Young Sheldon, three hours of Lena Dunham, or one second of that podcast. I mean, I could listen to one second, I think. She's probably just like, the. I think he was, he, he, he gave like a, a small amount of time for comedic effect. I think was the idea. Oh, there. sorry. Thank you, Stefan. Yeah. Thank you. I thought it was a question, like a question of the week that we answer. Um, no, no, yeah. Oh, okay, my bad. Sorry sorry to step on your bit, Justin. I'm still going to go, even expanding it to the three options, I'll still take three hours of Young Sheldon. I'm going to be honest. Uh, I, you know, you guys are all kind of making fun of it, but like that is exactly what I did when I thought, you know what, I'm going to start doing stand-up is I called my dad to talk about brownies. <laughs> so... <laughs> You know what? It's actually that that is part of the comedic process. So, you know, outsiders are probably listening to that like, oh, my gosh, that seems like a lot. But that is actually like a very common thing that like stand ups do when they're starting. So you made a, a lengthy documentary about your first time. Memory oh, also, right? yeah, you have to. Yeah. yeah. It's like if you move out of Vancouver, you have to write an essay mm-hmm. about it. It's mm-hmm. like the same thing with stand up. You do? What the fuck? I yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. whatever. But you're going to end up back here eventually, probably. So like. I do you, love Vancouver. Yeah, like you weren't you weren't like saying goodbye. Yeah, you know? like, no, I feel like everyone who says goodbye to Vancouver is from Edmonton and yeah, moved yeah. to Vancouver and then left after. Like, and then yeah, like, yeah. it didn't love me back the way yeah. I loved it. Yeah, exactly. No, guys, is, yeah, it it doesn't love you. Get yeah. out of here. Yeah, it's time to go back <laughs> and hang out with Doug and Kelly and Leduc. Yeah. Yeah. Try comedy with Aaliyah, you yeah, piece yeah, of exactly. shit. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I got a few open mics you can try at Grand Prairie. <laughs> All right, question number two. From Doug Exeter, last half year's question asker of the year. And I have to say, Doug gave a very funny <laughs> DM today. He uh, wrote in to the show because he, he, he won. Yes, which means he won a T-shirt. Which means he won a T-shirt. So I said, hey, man, what is your mailing address and shirt size so I can send you some shit? And he wrote, I would prefer it if you sent a shirt with the second place finisher's name on it to a developing nation. <laughs> so He's uh, always on, folks. He's, he's always on. He's never, never off. off. <laughs> so uh, that's the chemistry yeah, right there. Yeah. Um, I think that's a, a Russian hockey player also. Like yeah. Evgeny Neverov. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. I've heard he uh, takes really long shifts. <laughs> okay, guys. Uh, here we go. Zing! Bring, bring, uh, you got Cullen, bitch! <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. <laughs> John Favreau directed this episode. Yeah, that's uh, uh, if if a couple throwback to a couple weeks. If I was doing play by play for your every moment, if oh, I did yes. hover behind you on stage, yeah. that's the commentary. <laughs> you just got Cullen. <laughs> uh, no, you'd be like, uh, we're gonna throw it down to Justin. Well, it appears that audience member just got Cullen, Raj. Back to you. Uh, <laughs> it's a typical shaming you can see on the instant replay uh her cheeks immediately flush and she takes a sip of beer a classic uh drunk heckler put in her place uh so this question comes in from doug exeter you somehow summon a genie who grants you only one wish however that wish is that you have the ability to change the rules of any one sport to allow one species of animal to roam free in the playing area at all times what sport and what animal do you choose? I have an answer. Sk- skunks hockey. Skunks hockey. Oh, skunks is good. I never even thought about that. That was my answer. I was going to go. Skunk was your answer yeah, too. I was going to go skunks baseball. Oh, because then like they can just roam free throughout the outfield. But then like if you have to go 
like run for a catch. It's like, oh, that's the skunk area. Do I want to cross <laughs> paths with that skunk? It's going to stink <laughs> me. Uh, but maybe you have to make that sacrifice to right. get the out, you know? I was going to go same deal, but football porcupines. Okay. Because I think it would lead itself to a lot more motherfucker shit moments <laughs> when they just step on a porcupine. <laughs> I like it. Dalvin like Cook's it. busted through the hole, and he has stepped on a porcupine. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Those quills are all in his calf. I'm going to go with the backup answer here, though, because Stefan uh, stepped on my oh, skunk sure, bit. Sure. Oh, sure, sure. I can I'm, change my answer if you want. I, uh, I have a backup answer. I'm going to go full Caddyshack here. Gophers on the golf course. Mm, nice. I'm going to stick with hockey, but I'm going to go with uh, California condors in honor of the Bakersfield condor nice. incident a few years back, which is one of the funniest minor league hockey things of all time. That's true. Absolutely. It's a great moment. Okay. The 300-point question, and I think this is some revenge because this guy was in the lead almost all year, and then he got overtaken at the last moment by Doug Exeter. And in this week, his question has proven better than Doug Exeter's. So we'll see if the two of them are going to do battle in this half year. Brandon O'Connor at Boofer OC. Right. So follow that guy. Yeah. Follow him up. A sex (laughs) tape is voluntarily released by two professional athletes of opposite genders. And he says that they're only opposite genders because of our stated preferences. Okay. Which, which pairing most likely gets you to drop everything and watch immediately. And I'm just gonna I'm just gonna go. You know what? I'm just gonna go right there immediately. Hope Solo and Kobe Bryant. Let's see what happens. Oh, oh, oh. Jesus Christ! <laughs> my goodness! <laughs> Fuck's sake! Oh my god! I don't even. Oh my god! Good lord! Uh, you know, I mean, we were all hoping that Sparks would fly when they were mixed doubles partners. So I'm going to go Nick Kyrgios and Jeannie Bouchard. Well, I'm pretty sure they already did have sex. Probably. Yeah, that's yeah. how she slipped. She got a concussion from their sex. I don't know about that. Well, that was the heavy rumor. Oh, really? <clears throat> that it wasn't melted ice on the floor? No. Okay. Well, so the, the whole thing was that the the lights in the locker room are programmed to turn out at a specific time. Okay. Because they're on like a motion sensor, but then they turn out at a specific time regardless so of if anyone's in the So she was there too late. So she was there too late. Because people were like, because she said that that's what happened, but then everyone was like, well, that was like an hour and a half after your game was over. Like, why were you still in the locker room? And so, yeah. I never heard that part. Yeah, bud. Oh. <clears throat> okay. I'm going to go with uh, uh, MMA superstar Chris Cyborg and Phil Kessel. <laughs> uh, I mean, yeah. t- are you, tell me you would not. I would leave work. To go watch <laughs> <that>. <laughs> yeah, no, I, there's no, uh, I'm glad you went last on that one because there's no topping that. Absolutely. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> oh, fuck. That's hilarious. All right. Well, that'll do it. We will go from there into everyone's favorite segment. Cause it means we're on the home stretch, the cherry on top of our cynical Sunday, where we pick the things we like from the world at large. One, Good thing. If a lot of people love each other, the world would be a better place to live. Gentlemen, what did you like this week? 
This might be uh, kind of uh, cheating. Maybe maybe it'll be seen as uncouth. Uh, but I'm going to say I loved the uh, bonus episode we recorded uh, with Jesse Farrar and Michael Hale. Uh, I It's extremely funny. The first 10 minutes of it is Jesse and Mike trying to set up their audio. Uh, and it's maybe the funniest 10 minutes you will you will hear all year. Before the show even love, started, yeah. If you, if you love YKS, if you love Jesse's appearance on the show, or Mike's appearance on the show, or uh, our Twitch stream, or anything like that, or you love him on Twitter, it's worth a listen. Uh, it's it's $5 uh, on the Patreon. Uh, and this, is, this episode is worth it. This is... Uh, and it's also uh, Jesse apologizing uh, for losing us the SeatGeek contract. Well, it's a, so. it's a, it's a trial. Well, it's, it's a, it is a trial. Jesse goes on trial. Jesse for, is on trial. I, yes. With, with, uh, I try to get him to apologize. Yes. And, and anyway, we'll, you will have to listen to find out how yeah. that trial goes. So Jesse's on trial. Uh, I'm like the prosecutor, I guess, sort of. And uh, Mike is the judge. Uh, yes. So uh, Mike judge, if you will. Um, but it's a, it's a great episode and, uh, I'm not just saying that because if you listen to it, uh, I will get money. Yes. So yeah. That is, now that, I mean, that is, that is part of it, obviously. But, I liked, uh, uh I like your tagline where it's like, do you sort of like our show, but like your Kickstarter sucks much better? <laughs> well, guess what? This is basically an episode of your Kickstarter sucks <laughs> with but, us, but they let us put it on our bonus feed so that we could make at least sort of I, some of the money. I that thought they it made. was great. No, it was great. I agree. It was, no, it was really fun. It's really, really fun. And that is now available on your Patreon feed as yeah. you are listening to this. So, uh, go grab that if you have not already and great choice, Stefan. I also enjoy yeah, we we've definitely, you know, we've talked a little bit about some of the changes that are going to be happening with the show over the next little bit and definitely one of them is that we're going to have um our bonus content is going to get on a schedule. We haven't exactly decided what that schedule is going to be, but and a lot be, more guests. It'll be something stopping yeah, by with guests us. stopping by for bonus content. It'll the bonus episodes will look a little bit more like regular episodes, not always have a theme and uh and yeah, so hopefully uh, that'll be something that you can enjoy and and a lot of people I know love the bonus content as is right now and and we thank you for that, and we're just gonna keep uh hopefully making stuff that that is worth your five dollars a month absolutely and uh my one good thing i'm gonna go uh, i'm gonna recommend a book uh and it's another young adult book wow so I thought you would recommend like, a movie this yeah week. you you saw you actually watched a movie and it was a good one <laughs> um oh, okay, come on, Foxy. All right. Anyway, go go ahead. Like, I mean, it was good for a movie, if you know okay. what I mean. But uh, like the movies that play in your mind when you read a book, exactly, are significantly better for sure. Yeah, you know, exactly. It's a brain movie. Yeah, exactly. John's recommending a brain movie this yeah. week. <laughs> exactly. It's like, have you ever? Uh, it's like you know, you're probably like, oh my goodness, like what would it ever be like if Sir Ronan and Meryl Streep were in a feature together? Well, guess what? That's happening in my brain when I read a book. Anyway, guys, you just plug Saoirse Ronan and Meryl Streep in as the leads of every book you read. No, okay. but but yeah, but this book. Well, I just uh, recently read the uh, Scott Young classic, "A Boy Goes to Leafs Camp," starring Saoirse <laughs> Ronan. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Um, I uh, I I did see Lady Bird, and I thought it was fine. Um, so hot take. <clears throat> It was like I think I said to you this to you, Justin, before uh, if it we didn't started get the show. Hyped up, like- if it didn't get hyped up, if I just because I did see the preview before it came out, and I thought that looks like a movie I'd like to see. Mm-hmm. And I think if I had just gone and seen it, I would have been like, "Oh, that was really great." Yeah. But because it got so much hype, I was expecting it to be this like amazing film, and it was just like a pretty like standard coming of age thing. I mean, very well acted, but mm-hmm. I didn't think it was great. Stefan, did you see it? You seemed incredulous that I thought it was only fine. 
Yeah, I, re- I really, really enjoyed it. Uh, I, but I saw a lot of movies last year. Yeah, so. so that's fair. Yeah, I think if you yeah. go see bad movies, then you're like, oh, that was re- very good in comparison. Yeah. Whereas, like, I see like five movies a year. I watched uh, the Tom Cruise Mummy last year. So right, yeah, that's fair true. Point. Very that's good very point. True. Very good point. Did you um, see that while it was in theaters? No, yeah. I I, I VOD uh, it. I ordered it on iTunes. Uh, okay. Right. Anyway, uh, keep going. Yeah. That's so uh, I'm recommending. Uh, <laughs> I'm recommending Turtles All the Way Down by John Green. Oh, yeah. It's a young adult novel. Uh, It's it's great. I mean, you might recognize John Green from uh, The Fault in Our Stars and uh, Looking for Alaska. Uh, You know, some people are asking me about about young adult books, and and, uh, I think the thing is that... When you say some people... You mostly mean students at school. Well, they that well no, they don't ask about them. They hate reading. Uh, uh, yeah, no, they're like, oh, can you Snapchat me this novel? Okay, uh, so it's other people who are like, you spend a lot of time in a high school. What do what are the kids reading? No, it's no, it's when I recommended young adult books on this show, and then ah. a few people like tweeted at me, and they're like, oh, like, you, what's up? Why do you read young adult? Why books? do you love like, YA fiction? Yeah, yeah, and I think it's like it's just That's because what the true fans call it. Yeah, YA. YA. Yeah, I mean, I didn't want to go too inside. Yeah. Actually. We definitely don't call it that. That's very uncouth. Um, we, uh, <laughs> it's just, it's the storytelling is always very good. You know, it's very difficult to write a book that is accessible to, to teens. And, uh, that can also be enjoyed by all ages. And that's not like too teeny. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, yeah, I'll tell you how to uh, write a book that teens like is, uh, release it on Snapchat. Yeah. You just got hacked. <laughs> But I already said it, so I I got you. I got cullened by heck. Yeah. Anyway, it doesn't the matter. heckler. Yeah, exactly. There on. he is. The heckler's online, buds. Yeah. Yeah. Except that wouldn't be. You would have like uh, you would have like a fake processed radio voice oh, that yeah. uh, was li- that sounded like Stephen Hawking's computer. Like it'd be like <laughs> the heckler has logged on. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> like mine would be the classic broadcast. Like you just got culled. Uh, the heckler has logged on. Um, anyway, YA books are great. If you don't read them, you think you're too good for them. It's like pop music. Get into it. It's good for you. Anyway, it was a great, really great book. Uh, Turtles all the way down. John Green. All right, I'm going to recommend a movie called Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Three: Turtles in Time. Oh, that is a great movie. No, I'm not going to recommend <laughs> oh, that okay. at all. Uh, I am going to recommend. A wrestling show. Oh, what because, else is new? Because the go. best thing that happened in my oh, week this Jesus. week, and Dan's got my back here. This oh. is Todd. I love having him around for stuff like this. This is fucking... I stayed up all night on Wednesday night and a Thursday morning. Long. The show went from midnight Pacific Standard Time until like 5.30 a.m., uh, and it was New Japan Pro Wrestling presents Wrestle Kingdom 12, and it was probably the best show I have seen Maybe ever, like front to back for like a show that was nearly six hours. It was just consistently great the whole way through. And I'm not just recommending this to people who are like diehard wrestling people out there. But if you've ever had like a passing interest in wrestling in your life before, you probably have some feelings about Chris Jericho. He's a guy who consistently has shown up over the course of the past 20 odd years and he had maybe one of his greatest matches of all time this past week against Kenny Omega in Japan and the whole show was just really fucking great like it is super rare 
where you can look at a card and be like, there are six matches on this that all could conceivably be called match of the night. Uh, and a friend of the show, Blake Murphy, called it like one of the deepest cards of all time. And I strongly agree with that as well. Uh, just check it out. I, I bought a subscription to NJPW World to watch this show. And I'm probably going to keep that subscription going for the bulk of the year because I had such a great time watching it. Wrestle Kingdom 12, uh, in particular, Chris Jericho versus Kenny Omega, as well as the junior heavyweight uh, four-way match, which I thought was just incredible as well. So if you have a passing interest in wrestling, I would like... Former roommate of the show, Graham Perkins. He's not a big fan of WWE stuff, but he used to love wrestling like back in the 90s with me. He stayed up all night to watch this show as well, and he fucking loved it. And uh, Twitter people, uh, Kath Barbadero showed it to Rachel Millman this weekend, and I don't think Rachel watches wrestling at all either. She fucking loved it too. So, casuals, you could get into this. It's a great show. Strongly recommend Wrestle Kingdom 12. And if you want to hear me speak even more at length about it, of course, you can check out my wrestling sideshow. Oh, Christ. It's called Top Marks Pod. Uh, Top Marks, you can find us. Uh, and we'll talk about uh, a lot of New Japan. We're, in fact, an exclusively New Japan podcast now. So look forward to that. Um, so just uh, next time Justin complains about being poor, realize that one of his expenses is a thing called NJPW World. It's $11 a month. I feel like if I watch one show... That's less than a ticket to a movie a month. So wait, how far ahead? It's like twelve hours ahead. Yeah, I think so. Damn. 18. I mean, I guess I guess Dan the Olympics. Says, oh, Dan says shit. eighteen. Yeah, I guess the Olympics are coming up in a, a couple weeks too. So that's going to be the same sort of. Although I'm, I'm probably not going to watch because. Yeah, I mean, a midnight start wasn't as bad as the people on the East Coast who were watching it, and the show started yeah, at three thirty for them. Brutal. Yeah. 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 Um. But yeah, that will do it for this week's episode. Our roommates have been Heather and Ben. Thank you to them for putting up with us once again. Uh, our fine producer, Daniel Cazetto. Daniel, thank you for chiming in on, on occasion and, and being here to mix the show and all that good stuff. If you want to support the show, you can head on over to www.patreon.com slash realgoodshow, where, as Stefan mentioned, the uh, the Seat Geek trial featuring Jesse Farrar and Michael Hale is now available. Uh, check that out. Uh, and uh, just support the show because you like it. And, of course, I often say this, uh, but I haven't said it recently. Nothing helps the show more than just telling people that it exists and that you like it and they might like it, too. So if you if you did that by putting us on a top ten list last year, thank you. But you can do it just by being like, hey, man, this show's funny, and we greatly appreciate that. As well, yeah, but especially if you have a lot of followers, though. Of course, yeah, yeah. that's always yeah, the yeah. Big if you thing. got a lot of followers, then, then that's good. <laughs> you have like a hundred or less followers, then like you, you can just you head can... on over to the iTunes store, yeah, exactly, and rate and yeah. review the show. Yeah, there. You, and that you can say it, well. but you can also just run into the forest and yell it too. <laughs> <laughs> Not even a forest. Not even a forest with like jogging paths either. Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. just a, a straight up forest. Yeah, the suicide forest. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. The types of for the, the forests that uh, you would find on uh, Vinyl Cafe does murder or whatever <laughs> we were calling that show. Yeah, uh, the vinylcafe dot com. Right. Yes. <laughs> there we go. Sorry. Uh, but that's yeah. the name of the episode, right? That's yes, yes. Okay. <laughs> Until next week, however, I'm Justin Morissette, Stefan Hack, John Cullen. Be real. Be good. Be real good. Uh, wrestling pay-per-views. Yeah, wrestling. <laughs>
Mm. I was actually going to say wrestling, and then for <laughs> some reason, I'm like, I'm going to wait and hear what Stefan says without saying Fuck. it at the same time. God damn it. So we could have said real good wrestling at the same time. My bad. I, I get, feel like you true. talked yeah. about your thing for just as long as I talked about mine. I mean, whatever. <laughs> no, I, but you know, John's I, bit is to like antagonize you, though. Sure, but did I, was that too much? Did I go too no, far? No, 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 no. no. That's fine. Was my was okay. Speaking of that, was the Hope Solo Kobe Bryant thing too much? You guys both. I thought I was going to get more I laughs on that. I, that's no. I just I thought no. It's very funny, but it's also it's it's very disgusting. Also, question. Tell me what you think about me. I buy my own diamonds and I buy my own rings. Only ring your celly when I'm feeling lonely. When it's all over, please get up and leave. Question, tell me how you feel about this. Try to control me, boy, you get dismissed. Pay my own funnel and I pay my own bills. Always 50-50 in relationships. The shoes on my feet, I To get what I get Ladies, it ain't easy being independent Question, how'd you like this knowledge that I brought? Bragging on that cash that he gave you as a front If you're gonna brag, make sure it's your money you front Depend on no one else to give you what you want
motherfucker!